Before we begin, I would like to invite our listeners to participate in an upcoming workshop designed to help you understand yourself by making a deep connection to your past and future lives. The workshop is called Your Past is Present, Dowsing Your Connection to Other Lifetimes. The workshop will be conducted over two days on October 1st and 2nd over Zoom, and each student will receive newly designed dowsing charts and protocols that will allow you to make an emotional and experiential connection to your other lifetimes. For more information, please visit vitalbioenergetics.com and click on the workshops tab. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth-dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now, for today's podcast. and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G, and today we've got the Vital Bioenergetics team on board, uh, where we have uh, Jody Crotty and we've got Maureen Malone. So today's topic, I thought it would be a good idea if we talked about what do we love, not just about the work that we do, but what do we, what keeps us going, what keeps us bright, what keeps us motivated to keep doing what we do and so I brought our other co-op members here so that way we can uh, talk about it. So uh, we first start off with uh, Jody. And Jody, welcome to the show. Hi, Bill. Hi, Maureen. I'm a soul level animal communicator. So that's right. I talk to the animals. Well, I really listen to the animals because they have a lot to say. So getting their perspective on our lives how they're teaching us lessons within that lives. Uh, those are the message that messages that I like to share. Okay, and Maureen, uh, welcome back to the show. You were on the show uh, just a couple weeks ago, and here you are again. Yes, hi, Jody and Bill. I uh, do healing with channeling and medium. I use my arms and my hands uh, to uh, send distance healing to people everywhere. And it's been really uh, beautiful and phenomenal, the, the results of uh, people taking uh, healing into their own hands and saying, yes, I'm going to do this. And the soul uh, deciding that, uh, you know, they are a big part of their healing. Uh, I'm a channel, but they ultimately are the ones that decide that this is what's going to happen. And uh, yes, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. And of course, I am Bill G. You know, when I'm not hosting the show, I am a Akashic Dowser. And what an Akashic Dowser does is he takes a pendulum and a, and a bunch of charts to read your soul records to find out where you are right now, what is feeding your now moment. So that way we can figure out what it is that you need to be dealing with, what do you need to be paying attention to right now, especially in these crazy changing times that we're in. And so that way you can learn what you need to know release what you need to release and embrace your shadow and let all that energy go. 
So what I love about my work is I love working with people. I think people are awesome. I, I like meeting new people. Uh, I love going to uh, live events and I'd love just making that connection. Um, I love hearing people's stories uh, because everybody's got a story to tell. Everybody has a unique life and a unique perspective, but all in when it all comes together, it's your journey. It's personal to you, but at the same time, there are themes, there are um, archetypes that come into it that we can find uh, correlations, we can find connection. And that's what I really love about doing my work, especially when you get that <laughs> aha moment, when I'm working with a client and they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, not only did that completely nail me, but now I have a better idea what to do. Now I know how I need can expand consciously now, whereas maybe you had some kind of connect, you know, some kind of instinct about it. You didn't quite quite sure what you were going to do. And then, bam, there you are. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Jody, what is something that you absolutely love about your work? I've always loved connecting with people. And I even love more connecting with people that have animals. <laughs> As an animal communicator, uh, I love delivering those messages from the animals to their people, especially animals that have crossed over, uh, animals that are still with us. Being able to share those messages from the animal's perspective to help that person understand their relationship with their animal. I've always said in a couple of my colleagues, we, we have the saying that if we can make our, our clients laugh, cry, or they have to go to the bathroom, we've done our job. <laughs> so that we haven't really had clients that had to get up in the middle of our sessions to go to the bathroom. So it's usually if we have that connection from the animals to the person that I truly love. I, I love being able to share those messages from the animals and being a former veterinary technician, as well as a pet loss professional in doing this work, I find the most joy in what the animals have to say, how are they helping their humans? Why they came into that animal's life is truly the biggest love of mine. I just, I absolutely love being able to bridge that gap between animals and, and their people. Maureen, what is what what is one thing that you absolutely love about your work? I love it when people call me and um, they think that they're not going to be part of their own healing. They just think it's something that I'm going to do and they're going to get better. And then, you know, I, I love that they go into their own hearts, uh, heal their own hearts, where a lot of the you know, physical disease might come from like, you know, the trauma that you've had. So I just help them realize that they are part of it. And I love it when, you know, they're, it goes away and they're like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, I don't have this anymore. And then I just say, yay, you did it. And they're just like so happy. And I just love, I just love making them realize that a lot of our disease and uh, pain, it comes from, you know, our own lack of love maybe for ourselves so uh just to maybe more go into your heart and spirit more uh to carry you through is uh that's where i think a lot of the answers are 
So let's talk a little bit about um, other things in their lives that we love. That something. What what is it that motivates you? So I'll I'll start off with one of the things that really motivates me is my family. My uh, son, who's uh, 14 years old, and I have uh, my wife Nina, and the sitting down with a person and working with my clients one on one. It's it sometimes can be challenging working with somebody, especially when they're you're dealing with um, some some deep dark stuff, and it also is uh, challenging sometimes when you need to go away to. And uh, when I have to go away to conferences or I'm, I'm going away for speaking engagements and whatever. So it's sometimes difficult to go away f- from my family, but they are very motivating for me because I want to do the work. So that way, um, not just I'm making them proud, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm helping to contribute to the family unit. I'm helping to contribute to the love of the family unit. And I do that through my work. So, uh, Jody, that's again, Bill. I think we're we're leading parallel lives here. Yeah, I, we I are. really, really do, because you kind of stole my answer on that one. So, I would agree. Uh, my family is a huge part of what I do and how I can do my work. I feel without their support, especially my husband, uh, even though he's the biggest critic, um, he's also very supportive. He might not understand what I do or how I do it, but he sees in me how helping the animals and helping the people affects me, affects my family. So the support that I get from my husband um, is huge, absolutely huge. The other motivational part is when the animals come to me and they say, I want my human to know this please let my human know this, especially with those animals who have crossed over. Please let my human know that I'm okay. Please let my human know that there's nothing to be guilty about. Those are our motivators. Being able to, again, share those messages from the animals to say, they're they're okay, they made it. They love you for who you are and what you wanna do and, and all of those things. So that alone is a huge motivator. Uh, walking in the woods, uh, that's another big motivator. Being able to connect with nature, being able to connect with the elements are outside is a huge motivator. As you mentioned, Bill, sometimes this work can be a little challenging, especially for me. If a client reaches out to me and their pet has run away or they've, they've lost their pet, there's so much emotion going on around that type of situation. And sometimes the messages that come through for the animal, the person doesn't want to hear. So the work that I do on that, I need to get outside. I need to reconnect and ground myself because it's, it takes a physical toll on me too, but being able to deliver those messages in, in a clear way to help that person is a great motivator for me. Okay. Maureen, your, your great, greatest motivators. Uh, my family, for sure. Um, they might not always see, they would not probably seek the same thing that I do. And it doesn't, it's not a big interest in their life, but they're totally respectful. And they always say, we believe because you believe. And I remember saying to my husband once when I decided what I wanted to do with my treatment, which was no medicine, 
I said, how did you not have an opinion? Because everybody did about what I was doing. And he said, because you believed and I believed you. So for me, that was the best answer. It was so simple. Like, why didn't I think of that? Um, and, uh, and my family, for sure. I have a son and a daughter. And also people I meet through this. Uh, amazing people that not only clients, but, you know, other people that, you know, do readings, incredible gifted people that I've met through this, through others. So I find that when you... I love when you open the path to do what you need to do, that the universe brings you people that will walk the path with you and are of the same like-minded, which I love, like a son of kind of like a, a big soul group that you slowly start to build. That's what I love. So the next question I want to ask is who are your greatest teachers, uh, people in your life, either currently or in the past, who have been a, uh, a constant source of inspiration and expansion. And so for me, it's a number, it's a, it's a huge list, but I'll, I'll pare it down. First of my greatest teachers was Robert Detzler, although I never really met Dot Robert before. Uh, he's the one who created the spiritual response therapy system. So I, I considered him a, a very strong teacher in my life. And then Drumvala Mikilzadek was also a huge one. And uh, Ra from the, uh, the Law of One. But lately, the one that has truly been an inspiration for me is Jacqueline Hobbs, uh, also known as the Oracle Girl. And she provides me with a tremendous amount of introspection uh she's very good at and the thing is she doesn't do healings per se for people she just does these recordings and she just talks and but even with the fact that she doesn't work one-on-one -on -one with you she really does a great job of kicking your butt when it comes to what you need to be doing to expand consciously and to connect to pure love and that is um, a, a constant inspiration for me. And so I'm eternally grateful for her. And even though she says very, very clearly, I do not teach. I do not provide any teachings. Um, I find her words to be very, very inspirational. Maureen, do you want to take that question? Sure. I would say she's uh, the number one person that had had an effect on me was the person I went to uh, uh, for healing when I uh, had a cancer diagnosis six years ago. This person was like, you know, a rock musician, hippie, so laid back, huge heart, didn't really understand how gifted he was. And uh, so when I went to him, it, honestly, it, it saved my life in like, not only physically, but emotionally, because so many areas of my life healed with, I mean, his amazing friendship soul connection that we had and uh it was just the most incredible like teacher he passed away um almost five years ago two years after uh so that i would have to say was the hardest on me when it comes to losing somebody that was very very difficult uh only because of everything that happened and this gift happened so uh, i'll be eternally grateful but i know he's always with me and people i've met along the way you know like I don't know, different doctors that didn't really see things my way, but they taught me a lot about my own belief and people that you kind of 
they're, they're resistant, but at the same time, you learn so much from them. So I'm grateful for all the resistance because from that, I learned so much and it's not easy sometimes, like you said before doing this. And sometimes it can be, you know, uh, hard on you for sure. But I just found that those people that inspired me so much, it just honestly, like I, I, I can't even put into words really what they all mean to me. And you, Jody? Oh, so I, I want to clarify, Bill, are we talking human teachers? Are we talking animal teachers or whatever, just anybody? Teacher, whatever teachers we want? They can be, <laughs> they can be animal. They can be animal. Yeah. So <laughs> the majority of the, what I do, my teachers are the animals. So whatever is going on in my life at that particular time, the animals are my teachers. One in particular is my childhood dog. Now, granted, this was a long time ago because I'm, you know, in my 40s. So my childhood dog, who's named Jesse, was one of the first ones who, when I was younger, was teaching me about my intuition. Now, granted, I didn't know that it was my intuition at the time and being able to have this gift of communicating with the animals and trusting myself. So she, again, with my childhood dog, Jesse, is the biggest teacher, I think, then on the human side, I met a wonderful woman who was a medium. I went to one of her sh um, events and she then proceeded to tell me about animal telepathy and how I was an animal communicator. And I, I, I was a huge skeptic because I was like, who is this woman? Her name is Beth Kopp and she was the first teacher who guided me about my ability ab about this. And we are still friends today. I want to say it's mm. been probably eight years. Um, and I'm still learning so much from her about myself in regarding mediumship. If I have a question, um, I know that I can go to her for anything. And we've really developed a friendship. So she, Beth Kopp, um, she's right in Maine. She was fantastic. Uh, my second human teacher would have to be my teacher teacher um danielle mckinnon who really allowed me to embrace this intuition embrace myself really pushed me to those limits to say everybody can talk to the animals you just have to hone in on that everybody has this connection everybody has this own intuition everybody is a psychic uh, so that was one of those things uh, that she really brought to the surface for me. And I will be eternally grateful for Danielle McKinnon bringing me to where I am today. The second mm. animal. And then uh, like, as Bill had mentioned earlier, I have a plethora of animals and humans who have taught me everything. Most recently would actually have to be a barred owl up at the Center for Wildlife in Cape Nettick, Maine. I went to an event there, not intending to connect to any animals at all. And it was an owl prowl to where you can go out and you meet some of these owl ambassadors. And I immediately connected in with Fern, who is the female barred owl ambassador at the Center for Wildlife. It blew my mind and she was the inspiration and guided me to write my children's book, Do You Talk With Animals? So she was currently the biggest teacher, allowing me to see her life as a wild animal. 
normally the animals I connect in with are, are domesticated, but she brought me to learn about wild animals and our connection with wild animals and really gave me that push to write a children's book. And just the feeling of trust that she had in me that I could do this, I will be ever eternally grateful for Fern. So for those main people who are listening, head on over to the Center for Wildlife uh, and meet with Fern because she's, she's amazing. All of the animal ambassadors there, but she was my teacher that I really connected with. So beautiful. Let's move on. Now let's let we're getting towards the end of the show. So let's end on a, a, uh, a light note and hobbies, favorite hobbies, things that just when you're done working and you want to just play. And so my biggest play is actually Dungeons and Dragons. I absolutely love Dungeons and Dragons. I don't get to play nearly as often as I'd, I'd like to because I love the role playing. I love the, the the play acting and I love just the immersion into a whole other world. And uh, my favorite uh, show is Critical Role and I love watching. So I get to live vicariously through these these uh, seven people on on uh, on on YouTube and they uh, it's just they're they're they feel like my best friends. So I, I get to watch them do what they love to do. And it's like sitting in in their living room um, every, you know, every Thursday night. I get to just listen in and be a fly on the wall. And, you know, the, the episodes go like four, sometimes five hours. And it doesn't matter. I just gonna, I'm, I'm going to listen to the whole thing. Or I'm going to watch the whole thing or I'll just put it, put my earbuds in because, you know, I don't have a lot of time. So I, I put my earbuds in. I'm doing the dishes or whatever. I'm, li- I'm listening to, the, to them playing D&D and it just makes me very, very happy. So, OK, so uh, Jody, you, you were kind of laughing there because I, I have a feeling we're, we're running parallel again. <laughs> I'm going to burst. I really am going to burst from this episode, Bill. I am so excited. It's not, yes, it's one of my hobbies. I actually do play Dungeons and Dragons. My family has a campaign and we try to play once a month. And ironically, uh, when we do play, I am a druid in the campaign. So when you were mentioning Critical Role, yes. I watch Critical Role with my family. I have their merch. <laughs> so it's definitely one of my hobbies that I, I do. But when you had asked the question, again, it's very animal related. One of my hobbies that I'm truly, truly passionate about is the monarch butterfly conservation. I am so passionate. And this is one of those things um, over the last few years that has really helped ground me, has helped me learn about my own transformation that's going on. And I'm, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to bugs. So I'm finding solace when it comes to bugs, especially the monarch butterfly. I actually have a tattoo I recently had done of a monarch butterfly. So being kind of into the monarch conservation, everything from learning about the milkweed, the migration of the monarch, how the larvae grow, what happens when the monarchs get um, the OE bacteria or the OE parasite, what happens to them, how, why they're passing away. So again, 
it's all animal related and being able to connect on that level. I actually took it a step further, went to a reptile show and bought a praying mantis. I bought a golden Asian praying mantis. So all of those people who are listening, yes, they're pretty amazing. They're easy to care for. Great first pet. <laughs> that being said, he passed away recently uh, on Sunday. I was devastated, but knowing the work that I do, there was a greater message in why he came into my life. I had to learn balance. I had the things that are kind of coming up for me. I really had to learn balance. And as short as his little life was, I've learned so much from an insect. And there's an actual insect in my Do You Talk With Animals book, which is a stink bug. So don't sell yourself short on the insects, learning lessons from them, because I think there's definitely some things there that we as human beings can learn from them. So that's kind of my biggest is the monarch. But I do agree with you, Bill. I'm a huge, huge D&D fan. So yeah. Awesome. My, char my character's name is Nevea Fern. And I'm a moon druid. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. I have a halfling bard that I play on occasion. <laughs> My gosh, we should get our campaigns together. It would Absolutely. be so cool. Yeah. Maureen. <laughs> I don't know about Dungeons and Dragons. I never played. <laughs> um, so, but that's maybe something I can look and see what that's all about. Um, I do love a lot of medieval stuff. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I love anything mm -hmm. medieval you know, for sure lived in that time. I just think it's so cool. I love uh, a lot of walking, a lot of hiking. Uh, I love being near water. I can see water from my backyard. I love that. I love being out on the water. I find that so soothing. I love astrology. I love delving into charts and all your planets. And I also love the goddesses. And I love uh, anything psychic and mediumistic i'm just really drawn to everything i like you know sitting in groups and talking about it and yeah i find it all very interesting and i like i like to discover what's out in the atmosphere the other planets yeah it just all i could just look at it for days and study it for days i just love it that's it so so far yeah there's probably a lot more things i'm not mentioning but i, I mean we only have a certain amount of time so <laughs> yeah that, that would be my loves and i also love dancing so i try to do that a lot too love it love it love it so uh well, let's wrap up and uh just uh let's let everybody know where people can find you on uh in the world if they want to uh utilize your services or uh, just connect with you so, uh, uh, Jody, we'll start with you. So you can connect with me at jodycrotty.com, J-O-D-Y-C-R-O-T-T-Y.com. You can also purchase my children's book at jodycrotty.com, Do You Talk With Animals? Very nice. Good. And you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, all of those things. Maureen? I am available through uh, an email address right now. I haven't ever done a website. I've only worked with word of mouth, but you know, working on it in the future. <laughs> I So I, you can reach me at heartfireheal at hotmail.com. So that's H-E-A-R-T, fire, 
F-I-R-E and heal H-E-A-L at hotmail.com. And then I go from there and then we talk from there. And uh, yeah, that's how you contact me. How about you, Bill? Yes. Well, you can absolutely find me and you can find Maureen and Jody at vitalbioenergetics.com. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. And we recently just opened up a Facebook group called Lightworkers VT for Lightworkers Vermont. So we're very, very excited about that. And so uh, you can find all three of us on that website and you can especially find me. And if you want to book a free 30 minute consult, I do have those available on my website. If you go to vitalbioenergetics.com slash book online. So uh, looking forward to seeing anybody who uh, are, is interested in doing that. So thank you both for joining us today and Thank you, everyone listening to the podcast for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G., please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.